Okay. Go ahead. Get comfy. Welcome to Vision Sunday, 2023. Glad that you're here today. The Lord bless you. If we have not met before, my name's David, and I'm so thankful you've taken somebody here with us at Destiny and just be a part of what God is beginning to do afresh and anew in this place. Uh, this is Vision Sunday. I'm going to share with you some of the goals and some of the, the things we just feel Holy Spirit is just stirring our heart to believe Him for uh, in this coming year. We set goals in our church because it helps us to stay focused and helps us to stay on track. And so this morning I'm going to share with you some mission, some vision, some values and some goals as we work our way through uh, what will be, with Zach, your help, uh, a tremendously informative PowerPoint uh, together today. Our mission here at Destiny is that we lead. That's the simple version that we're adopting. And that word lead is an acronym. It stands for something. It means that we are, as a church, on a journey to love extravagantly. Now, that's one of the hallmarks of the church. The Christian church has always been known as a, known as a loving community. And if we can do one thing world-class here at Destiny, I reckon we could become world-class at loving each other. I reckon we could. I reckon we, <laughs> I reckon we could become world-class at actually loving each other. Love means to seek the highest good for the other person. To love extravagantly. And of course, that is modeled in the mission and life of Jesus Christ, our supreme example. We are called by God, we believe, to engage intentionally, not to be standoffish, not to watch on from afar, not to be a critic or a cynic who goes, well, that's what they're doing wrong, but to actually put down our criticism and actually roll up our sleeves and engage in the process of transformation that God wants to bring into our community. Third, we believe the A is speaking for advancement, that God wants us not to be stationary or in retreat, but we're actually advancing, going from strength to strength. Who wants their business to advance? Who wants their advancement in their personal life, their professional life, in their marriage, in their family? Well, we certainly want that for us as a church. And as we do that individually, by God's grace, that culture is adopted into the fabric of who we are and what we do. And so by God's grace, we're going to always advance with courage. You know that without courage, it's easy just to park. But when you've got courage, there's something stirring inside of you that wants to reach out beyond what is comfortable and into what is unknown, and we need the grace and help of God to do that. Can I get a witness? Apart from Wayne, is there anyone else here starting a new business this year? Adam, starting a new business. Anyone else starting a new business? Advancing courageously into the future that God's got. Who's getting married this year? So I put it out there. I see that hand. Is there another? Uh, and finally, as a church, we are very discipleship focused. You know, our focus is not on end times. It's not on the theology that other people are getting wrong and we're getting right. That's not our focus. Our focus is not on becoming the best um, worship church on the tablelands. That's not our focus. We're, but we are. <laughs> Shiloh, I love that. I absolutely love that. 
You know, our, our focus is on being a disciple of Jesus and helping others in that journey of working out who Jesus is and how Jesus helps us with everyday life and living. That's what discipleship is all about. Here's a scripture that we're really founding this early season of this new season of our church. We're building an, our, 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 our expectations on this new verse of scripture I want to bring to your attention. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Because I really believe that our church has entered a new season. I believe God wants to do something fresh and something new in Destiny Church. Praise God for the past, but we're not living there. Our best days are ahead of us as a church. Can I, can I, can I get a witness? You know, when Pastor Neville and the team built this building, they had faith. They had a dream that God was going to do something that would shake the tablelands. And we can fit 400 chairs in this auditorium. And we do that five times on a Sunday. And we've got a church that's speaking to our generation. I think someone just caught a glimpse of what could be. Do you think that might be the Father's heart for us to just burn out, die out and fade out? I don't think that at all. I think God's got a vision for His house, a vision for His people. He's got a purpose and a mandate for us, an assignment for us. This is a new scripture that I'm bringing to our church, laying into the spirit and culture of our church. Listen to it. It says, each one of you. Say, that's me. Each one of you has received a unique ability graciously given by God. We are to use it intentionally and frequently to serve others. Someone say others. We are to be diligent, wise stewards of God's multifaceted grace. So here's our values based on that scripture. Next slide, please, Zach. We value participation over passivity or perfection. You don't have to be perfect to serve in our church. And you can't be passive if you want to serve in our church. You've got to get wholeheartedly involved. You know, I don't want to embarrass anyone or draw attention to a person, you know, unnecessarily. But I want to tell you that Ruth is a great example of a wholehearted follower and servant of Jesus Christ. You know, Sunday by Sunday by Sunday, Sunday by Sunday by Sunday, that sweet soul turns up here without any fanfare, just goes out into the back and makes coffee and tea happen for us Sunday by Sunday by Sunday by Sunday by Sunday by Sunday. Faithful, faithful. Can-do attitude. Is she perfect? But I'll tell you what, she, that was way too quick. Hazel, way too quick. She might not be perfect, but she's not passive. She's engaged, yeah? She's courageously engaged in doing what she can do. Why don't you lead our worship team, Ruth? Why aren't you on the sound desk, Ruth? Why aren't you sweeping and vacuuming and straightening our chairs, Ruth? Doesn't do everything, but what she's got to do, she does it with all her heart and does it with all her strength. And we need about 10 people to come around her and say, I want to be part of hospitality team and making it absolutely brilliant. Yes, Lord. Uh, so pray, pray someone else to get that conviction, Holy Spirit, not me. Our church values participation. Number two, our church values a can-do attitude. I don't know how, but I'll find out how to do it. I can do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. A can-do attitude. Put my, roll up my sleeves, get involved. I'll get 
I'll stumble, I'll fail, I'll make some mistakes. None of us are here because we didn't have any problems in our life. None of us are here because we didn't make any mistakes. None of us are here because we didn't fail or fall. We're here because we've got a can-do attitude and God wants to use our lives. And we believe that. Amen. Can-do attitude. I can do that. Number three, our church values serving others. Our church does not exist to serve us. We exist to serve other people. This is the life example of Jesus, your rabbi and your Messiah. He's the one you're following. And if you can't see him, follow Ruth. Follow that spirit, that attitude. Follow Tim and Jane who faithfully week after week after week just become servants of God's house. Serving others. Do you believe there's a heavenly reward? I believe there's a heavenly reward. I believe there's a reward for martyrs. I see that hand. Is there another? Is there an easier reward? Yeah, be a pastor. It's kind of like martyrdom. Just slower. Just, just. We do well. We just do well. We serve others. Our life exists for His pleasure and for His purpose. Number three is we value serving others. Number four is we value wise stewardship. God's given us an anointing. God's given us an assignment, a grace, and a capacity. And we believe that God's called us to use that with wisdom, to use it, not to burn ourselves out by a great running start and you're pouring in heart and soul for the first few weeks, but actually just going through the journey of life and doing it well over the long haul. Take care of you. That's why Sharon's building a, a, a large group of leaders for our kids' ministry. Because what happens traditionally in church is someone puts their hand up and says, yeah, I'll be involved in kids' ministry, and we wave them goodbye. We send them out to the lion's den. Off you go. If we ever see you again, well, we don't know if we will, but if we ever do, right? But we're building a large team so the weight doesn't rest just on one or two people, right? Because every one of us has been given a gift and a grace. Not everyone's called a kids' ministry. We treat kids' ministry very special here in our church. We want to make sure that our children have got the best and the safest hands they can possibly be in. Can I get a witness here? Amen. So if you see us sort of going, yeah, just wait a while. It's not because we don't like people. It's because we love our children. Is that good? All right. Wise stewardship of our resources, our finances, our time, our effort. I like to start on time. I mean, we could start at 10 past. We could. We wouldn't. But we could, right? Be wise stewards of time. I always try to preach short. It's hard to preach short. I always try to preach short. Get us out of the door, those that need to go, so that when you invite someone, you go, we start at 9 o'clock. Tell them that and they'll get here by 10. We start at 10 o'clock and we're done by 10.30. Grab a coffee. And because people have got big weekends, they've got big lives, right? And until this becomes your third place, work, home, third place, I mean, Bunnings is good, but it's not my third place. You know, Kung Fu is good. It's not my third place. This is my third place. This is where I want to be. I want to be with God's people. Next, our commitments. As a church, we're committed to three things. Let's go to the next slide. We're committed to Sunday services. We're committed to life groups or small groups, and we're committed to ministry. Sunday services are for encouragement. Who gets encouraged when they come here? Selfish. Who encourages others when they come here? 
That's it. That's what we're talking about. That's why we're here, to encourage each other. The minute mingle. How was your week? Oh, terrible. But we could have that attitude, but we don't want that attitude. We want to have an attitude that says, there's something good. I can see the glory of God in your life. You look like you're going to take this world by the throat this week. And we encourage other people. And that's what church Sunday services are about. It's about celebrating the goodness of God. About celebrating life. And when you develop an attitude of gratitude, it's amazing how the world looks greener, smells nicer, people are friendlier. And you've got to just develop a, and cultivate an attitude that says, God, you're good. You're doing all things well. And I'm full of praise. Because praise makes the godly look beautiful. It's comely, the Bible says. That's an old English word. It means you look nice. You look nice. Celebration and alignment. As we are in alignment with what God's doing and unity is formed, fashioned and forged, doesn't come just out of the air, but we sacrifice the will of our own agenda, our own desire. God, what are you doing for this church, through this church, in this church? And we align ourselves with the purpose that God has got and the leadership that God's given to us. That's what our Sunday services are for. Life groups, small groups happen throughout the week. We currently have several of them. Become a part of it. Find out how I can personally get involved on a smaller level so that I can genuinely open up my life and and, uh, be part of a small team. It's for discipleship, for connection and for prayer. And ministry is about service, about growth and about influence. We're all called to minister, to serve each other. And that's what we do in the context in kids ministry, creative ministry, hospitality, our, our, uh, our service team, greeting team. There's lots of ways in which we can serve and we can help. Well, pastor, can I count the money? No. Not even I count the money. I don't even do that, right? Someone else does that. Well, well can't we? we? We just all have got our place, right? And we do the grace thing that God's given to us. Is that, is that cool? All right, 2023, looking forward now. Here's some, here's some ministries that we are really keen to launch. We need another five life groups to begin to arise and function in the life of our church. Five life groups we need. Five more life groups. There are about 250 people that are a part of our church right now. And so if we're going to be serious about discipleship, guess what? We need to meet together for the purpose of growing and encouraging and and, and learning together and growing in discipleship. So we need another five life groups, another five small groups to arise from the life of our church. I'm excited about that and I think I'm more excited about that than what you are. Pastor, don't you know how busy I am? Yeah, I do. And that's a tragedy, isn't it? We're as busy as we want to be. And we will make time for the things that are important to us. You mean to say you want me to come to more than just a Sunday service? Once a week. You want me to come every week? I grew up in an era where people went to church twice on a Sunday. And a prayer meeting on Tuesday night and a Bible study on Thursday night. And then if you're really committed, you went to the worship practice. And then there was youth. Are we somehow less capable of commitment than what our forefathers were? We are not less capable, we're just less willing. And we prioritize things that are actually choking the Word of God that's trying to grow up inside of us, parallel of sowers, Right? going out to sow seed, and all the stuff of life's choking out what God's trying to do. If we want to see a mighty move of God's Spirit, it's not going to be by us doing less. It's by us yielding more. 
So we need to pray, Lord, less of my kingdom. Let my kingdom go so that your kingdom can come. Sharon and I have lived our whole life in the service of the Master. Dismally. But we've done our best at, at, at living as good as we could and obediently as we could to follow Jesus. Turned up Sunday by Sunday. And even when we weren't employed or in staff position or in leadership position, just turned up. Because that's what God was doing. Jesus said, I will build my golf course. And those greens will be tidy. No, he didn't say that. He said, my business is people. And I've got to be about my father's business. And the business that God's got is serious business. It's eternal business, right? Eternal business. You know, we've got organizations all over our community that exist on volunteers. This week, I was just moved as I, was particip- I got to uh, attend the, uh, the funeral for Crystal's dad. And they were honoring him for the years of service for the Turf Club and for Lions. I'm thinking, that's just astonishing that we've still got that capacity as a nation of servanthood. Even for something that's not an eternal purpose, humanity's got the capacity to turn up and serve. And if they can do that for a war that perishes, for something that's going to wear out, for something that will not exist forever, How much more can I join my heart and my hand with other believers to serve God, to see something marvelous and wonderful transpire in and through the coming seasons by God's grace? Am I talking to somebody this morning? Are you ignitable today? He makes his ministers a flaming fire, the Bible says. But the question is, are we damp wood or are we dry wood? Ready to catch the flame of what God wants to do. We want to see a ministry develop for women that... um, I call it women of influence, and uh, we'll talk more about that in the coming days. We want to see our Destiny Cafe get up and running. We put up our new sign. Do you see our new sign? That day, Adam and I put up the sign. A lady pulled into the car park, and she walked up to the cafe door. She, and I said, I'm sorry, it's not open yet. She looked at the clock. She said, well, what time is it open? I said, I like you. Would you like a job? I said, we want to see our cafe get open. It hasn't opened since uh, before um, COVID. But I reckon by God's grace, we've got mums that saw on Facebook the, the playground. And they turned up here. And so during the week, a lady turned up and said, um, excuse me. She said, oh, is it okay if I just come and play? I said, absolutely, it's okay. Playgroup's on Wednesday morning. She said, this is the best playground in all of Atherton. I said, absolutely, it is. Come back and be part of playgroup on Wednesday morning. Because we've got to have supervision out there um, to keep ourselves protected and make sure that people are safe. We want to see more done in the arena of international missions. They're things that by God's grace we're going to see ourselves doing more of this coming year. Ministries we want to launch. Well, here's something else that's in my heart. Next slide. Have you noticed how many backpackers are here working on the tablelands? It's almost like, couldn't be this, it couldn't be this, but it's almost like God's bringing the nation's Right to our doorstep. Right to our doorstep. Go into all the world, Tolga. Dimbula. Mariba. Go into... Okay, God, what responsibility does our church have for these hundreds and hundreds of seasonal workers? Imagine, just, just imagine with me for a minute. 
if we put on a barbecue once a month and someone started kicking a soccer ball around, put up a volleyball net, do you reckon we'd get a few island lads go, what's, what's, what's a kilo, Eddie, what's a kilo of snags worth? Been a while since you, I'll ask Wendy, Wendy, what's a kilo of snags <laughs> What's a kilo of snags worth, Wendy? 12 bucks, 12, 15 dollars a kilo. Who? George, John, what's a kilo? Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. What if we bought a kilo of sausages? You're all looking at me going, we know those island lads, Pastor. We know those island lads. They'll eat more than a kilo. Absolutely. But what if? What if we found a way to reach out beyond ourselves for those that are with us very momentarily and they took the gospel back into their community? What if we went into all the world just by going to Tolga? Community care services, there's lots of ways in which we as a church can really legitimately help people in need here in our city. Uh, Every uh, week or every other week, we've got an organization from our community coming and renting space here and providing community services, government funded, government money funded to help people within the community. You know, we're not looking for the widow's might. We're just going to tap into Babylon and just see that God can empower us to bring. Didn't God appoint a Babylonian Persian king to send back Nehemiah with a few of his and a bit of resource to do what God wanted to do? Come on, let's just learn. We can speak more than Jew. We can speak more than Hebrew. We can learn to speak Babylonian and, and Persian. And we can see the, the wealth that's weighed up, the, you know, the wicked of God that can just come into what God wants to do through us. These are the things that I just dream in my heart. And you know, it's stirring in my heart as well. And Jane and Tim don't know about this, so news. Vision, surprise vision Sunday. Does anyone here love worship? I've just been growing in my heart. Not today. Not, not today, not, not tonight, but once a month, it would just be awesome for us to have a worship night. We're just, one Sunday a month, we just went, God, put an else, all else aside. We're just seeking your face and seeking your presence. Just seeking the glory to fill our lives and overflow our lives. Just throwing it out there. It's Vision Sunday. I can get away with almost anything. Uh, here's some key events that are coming up in the future of our church. Uh, we've got baptism parties. We've got Easter services. We've got Mother's Day We've got Heart for the House offering. We've got Night of Nations. Who enjoyed Night of Nations last year? Doing that again this year. Heart for the Harvest offering, Father's Day, Volunteers Party, Christmas Carols. I like the idea of that. And our nativity scene, uh, working our way, we can make that work to be a witness and a blessing. That would be really good. Some training things that we want to do. This is in my heart, and I'm throwing it out there for our leaders to grab a hold of it. I'd love to see us do a youth camp, youth conference, something like that. Kids ministries, media and production training, worship um, training and celebration seminar day, things like that. Really cool. Next slide shows us our attendance goals. Uh, We're going to believe God that on Sunday morning it's going to grow to 140 people here at Destiny. We're going to believe God this coming year that our kids ministry is going to grow to 40, our youth is going to grow to 25, and our small groups and life groups are going to grow to number 10. So right now we've got five, so we're going to believe for a doubling of those small groups because we are discipleship focused. It's a value, it's a vision, and it's a goal in the life of our church. Now, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Let's go back to that scripture. Let's see it again. It says, each one of you, just touch your neighbor and say, that's you. (laughs) 
Now slap him and say, I don't think you believe me. Go ahead. Just, you, got, you got a chance. Eddie, that's not you, Eddie. That's not you, Eddie. He, he took it literally. Yeah. That's me. That's me. God has given. He entrusted a gift to you, a grace, an anointing that you've got, that God gave it to you. Who gave it to you? It wasn't Aunt Sally. God gave something to you. You've got a treasure in an earthen vessel. Stop being so fixated on the earthen vessel and start becoming fixated on the gift and the anointing and the grace that God has given to you. It's a unique ability. It's graciously, graciously given by God. We are to use it intentionally and frequently to serve others, to serve each other, but to serve others, to be diligent and wise stewards of God's multifaceted grace. Hey, I didn't talk about our financial goals. Can we just go back? Zach, can you just go back a bit? I, I think I skipped a slide there. We're going to believe God for our tithes and offerings to be 150000 this year. We're going to believe God that our expansion fund for our property, improvement, maintenance, and that is going to be 7500 And we're going to believe for 10000 to come in for our missions. The, the things that are happening in the nations that God wants to do through our church across the nations. And I believe that there's, there's an opportunity for us every doesn't hardly a week go past that I don't get a call from someone saying, hey, David, we're trying to do this. Could you help us? And uh, I want to be able to say yes. My heart is to be able to say yes, because we are blessed to be a blessing to others. It isn't that there's any lack of vision. We just need the provision. So we've got to believe God that he will bless us financially, that we will be wise with the resources that God gives to us, and that we will steward well all that God gives to us, our time, our talent, our treasure, our energy, and we'll use it to see God's kingdom extended, built up, and developed. You see, Pastor, what does that look like in relation to last year? Well, it's about a 10, 15, 20% growth. All of these numbers, apart from our, apart from our small groups, apart from our small groups, it represents, that represents a 100% growth. But apart from that, about 15, 20% growth, I'm believing God for. If we just grew at 7%, every 10 years we'd double. But I believe that God wants us to do, I just believe that God has got something more for us than just, oh, well, that'll do. It's just Atherton. Don't get so worked up. It's just Atherton. Now, Sharon and I have come to believe that Atherton is actually the center of the universe. I mean, you can go anywhere from here. And so if you can go anywhere from here, this must be the center. This has got to be the center of what God is wanting to do. And He really wants to do something special. He really wants to do something special in your life and through your life. When you get to the end of your life and you look back, will you be able to say, I wonder what that was all about? Or will you be able to say, I lived with purpose, I lived with vision, and I saw God do something incredible. That's my prayer for us as a church. As we close our meeting this morning, I'm going to invite you to bow your head for a moment. Just quietly, as we are coming to become accustomed in our time together, just reflect on what we've heard and just to seize one thought, one point. Yeah, that's for me. That's for me. That's what I'm taking home today. That's what's going in my shopping trolley. So that, that one thought, that's, that's something useful and helpful for me today. Maybe you're here today or you're watching this on the video and you've never said yes to Jesus Christ. You may have heard of him. You may have heard people use his name in a profane way, but you don't know who he is. 
don't know what he came to do. You don't know how much blessing and wisdom and truth he can bring into your life. If that's you today and you're saying, man, I need to find out more about this Jesus guy. Just say that in your heart. Heavenly Father will hear it. It's a step in the right direction. You might not be ready today to say yes to obedience to Jesus to become his disciple. Maybe you are. And if that's you today, I'd love to pray with you before this service closes. But as we're just thinking about, Lord, what's my take-home point for today? Maybe you are thinking about saying yes to Jesus Christ. Receiving him in as the teacher and the saviour of your life. Maybe you're at a crisis point. Maybe you can't see any hope or any way out. Or maybe things are as great as they could possibly be in your life right now. And you actually need to start to realize, I've been remarkably, astonishingly blessed. I wonder why. I wonder why. Every quest begins with a question. And I pray that Holy Spirit would drop a question in your heart this morning. Where will you spend eternity? How will you spend your life? What are you going to give in exchange for the great gift of life that's being given to you? What will you do with that treasure? Scripture says, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Now choose life. Choose life. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here today and Holy Spirit is stirring your heart to say yes to Jesus, or if you're doing it, watching this video, I'd love to hear from you. You can make contact with us via our website. You send us an email. But if you're in the auditorium this morning saying yes to Jesus, perhaps for the first time, I'd love to pray with you today. Why don't you raise your hand and say, David, pray for me. People here this morning saying yes to Jesus. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you that as we prepare our heart for this banquet, this meal, our church family lunch together today, I pray grace upon everyone who's contributed blessing upon this meal and blessing upon our time together. Father, favor upon this house. And may we all rise up and put our hands together to do the good work that you've got for us here at Destiny in the seasons that lie ahead. To the glory of God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church family, God bless you. I really hope you can stay and join us for lunch um, together today. Go in peace. Go in harmony. Invite someone you don't know to sit at your table and uh, just help them make themselves at home here today. Have a wonderful week. Go in God's love. God bless you all.